0: Drink it in, man.
1: Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, you guys know what day it is. It's Wednesday. We're serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid here on the show. In, uh... I'm your host Derek Gokrey and I'm excited. I mean, this guy comes on the show, he talks ball, he makes me laugh. This is the king of the Believe Podcasting Network. He just he's a he's a podcast mogul the guys everywhere doing everything i mean i i, I bow to this man uh, glad to have him on we're gonna talk some balls, some free agency uh lions bears strong takes we might talk about the nfc north we also are gonna get in some nfl draft here on the show as well so joey christopoulos the one and only your back man how you doing this week
0: Derek, great to be back. And if there's one thing that we're learning right now, the NFL never sleeps. And when you're listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast and drinking that Kool-Aid, that means you're just going to be up 24-7, absorbing it, soaking it in. Um, It's crazy. It's late March, and there's so much to talk about. I'm happy to be here.
1: There is a ton of talk about that Kool-Aid will keep you up. Joey, I'm just curious. Like, I was thinking about this recently. If you had a Chicago version of this show... I mean, would you maybe title it Chicago Tang? Because Tang's orange. You got some orange in your jerseys. I mean, it's a drinkable um, thing as well. It, it, you might be drinking that Tang over on your side of, the, side of the line there.
0: That's a great question. I'm thinking Tang. I'm thinking Ajus uh, for our maybe Italian Maybe some
1: sun, kissed, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe <laughs> some kissed, or just, uh, you know, old style. Just drinking that old style, really, which I don't even know if they even process and make that anymore. Uh, there we go. But, yeah, it'd be something along those lines for sure. Or just drinking straight bear blood,
1: just the, <laughs> the blood, a, a goblet of blood. Oh, uh, you, you could soak it up with some cornbread. Cornbread, cornbread. <laughs> you go. All right, all right, yeah. man. Let's uh, let's get into it. I'll <laughs> think of more orange drinks at some point either this show or next time you're on. But uh, what I want to talk to you about, man, is I want to get kind of the enemy perspective. I got you. You do your show, uh, B- believe in bears there on the Believe Podcasting Network. You come on, you know, kind of pump up Lions fans sometimes. Sometimes you kind of backhand smack us, but you always have strong takes. So I thought I'd kind of go through the free agency of what the Lions have done. Of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip it in cornbread and Kool Aid, and then. I'll, but I want to pass it to you and kind of get that outsider opinion of what they've done. So you think you can? Uh, Go ahead and do that, because I'm also going to throw some Bears ones back at you and give you my opinion of what your team has done so far in free agency. You ready to get into this?
0: Yeah, man, let's do it. I mean, to be very fair, I'm going to leave probably the nuance and the nuts and bolts of the defensive signings that you guys have made to you, which I think you are excited about, which you should be excited about. I just don't know those players as intimately as probably you do, but I will say I like what... I think both the lions and the bears again, have kind of followed a similar blueprint. And if you're looking at a guy like Josh Reynolds, who when given the opportunity in the Rams offense really, really popped, um, has a history of having some chemistry with Jared Goff, which is always a good sign. And then you bring in a guy like DJ Chark Now, Look, is DJ Chark worth $10.2 million? No, but it's not our money, and it's a one-year deal. So who cares? It's a great <laughs> signing. And I think if the dude can just stay healthy, now you have a really interesting compliment to go along with Amon Ross Brown. Josh Reynolds, can he find a role? You know, it is the offseason. We typically tend to kind of talk ourselves into these guys a little bit too much. But again, I think these are solid signings for the offense. You're building some depth with that wide receiver core, which really, really needed it after last season. And I think we all know, and we'll talk about today, there is something called the NFL Draft too, as well. And I'm
1: sure at that (laughs) pick 32, you guys will be looking at wide receiver as well. Joey, a couple things. First of all, you're the consummate professional. I didn't get a chance to tee up the people, and you already made your way through three, four signings here on my squad. So, of course, you're uh, doing what you do, being the best in the business. So I I appreciate that. I'm going to have to reel you back in here in a moment. You also mentioned the NFL draft. Uh, We will get to that. Everybody, I got something big. I got a big announcement at the end of the show that might – It might correlate to the NFL draft and the Detroit Lions. So you got to listen to the whole show, get that at the very, very end. But, Joey, you hit on Josh Reynolds. I was just going to go in order with some of the big splashes. Uh, Two years. It was reported at like six mil. You know, details came out. It's really like one or two this year with some incentives and then a very light amount um, the following year as well. So those numbers definitely came down. We dug into it. Um, you gave your thoughts. My quick thoughts on Reynolds is, uh, you know, if they're going to keep Jared Goff around, which it appears they will, uh, you know, that's a nice blanket for him. He came in here and played well. That price tag was fine. They actually got in front of it in regards to, you know, the receiver market by making that signing, before all this craziness went down and uh, and kept him around, so I was happy to see that the the DJ Chark thing. You, you said you know ten point two is too much. Uh, this is a this is an ascending player in my opinion. Like I you know you you quantify yourself as a fantasy football expert. You said you were going to beat me. Uh, didn't happen so much when I let you in a, a league or two of mine. Uh, but DJ Chark's always been a guy that I kind of always, he's like that second tier receiver that has boom bust ability, but when healthy, man, he's silky smooth, catch touchdowns, Um, young, 25 years old. I thought it was a nice little one year prove it. If it was me, I'd have tried to lock him in for two, three years. There is some rumor innuendo that uh, there are some void years in the back half of this that they could then kind of flip over and say, no, you played so well. Let's turn those into real years and, and extend you out a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I like both those moves as well. And I want to kick it back to you. Um, before we get into defense, because they brought back Tracy Walker, who I, is an intriguing one, I want to talk about. Let's just—we're going to mix and match here. I'm going to flip it over to Chicago again. I'm talking big strokes with your Chicago Bears. They went out right away and went with. Um, Big Joby, uh, they went and signed him. You know, everyone was like, hey, it's a big DT, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and then this guy comes back and fails a physical. You trade Khalil Mack, and uh, you've been adding young pieces, getting rid of some people. Like, just talk me through those first top moves, the Ogunjobi move and the uh, trade of Khalil Mack for your team.
0: So from what I understand, and this seems to be the most logical explanation, is with Ogunjobi is he had foot surgery after the Super Bowl for a broken foot went around telling people that his foot was fine when you negotiate the contract because you have that window there right where you can basically tamper with nfl Uh free agents and come to agreement with people we came to an agreement with him and then we showed up to do his physical his foot was still broken so i mean um i'm not gonna go ahead and just say i mean it's unfortunate it stinks. I think a lot of people are trying to criticize the Bears and being like, you know, why didn't you do your homework? Well, you don't get the chance to do the physical before you sign the player. You do that after you sign the player. And then once they did, they realized that it wasn't a great investment. It would have been a good pickup in terms of Khalil Mack. I mean, we've talked about it on the show and, and Derek, man, you know, we've. We've you've you've brought up a really great point about how I personally feel like next year Khalil Mack is gonna be a fantastic player. I think the dude's gonna ball out, but I think after next year, we're really gonna start seeing diminishing returns. And as much as I thought he was gonna be a bounce back on the Bears, trading him, albeit it hurts, I got a Khalil Mack jersey in my closet, it was the right move, man. And if the Bears are gonna hopefully gonna be winning in twenty twenty three, twenty four, and beyond Let's be honest, Khalil Mack is just probably not going to be a part of that picture. So you had to move on from him. You got some pretty – you got decent value. But the reason why it was only decent value is the Chargers eat every single dollar and cent off Mm -hmm. that contract. So now we're going to be talking about some of the moves that they made this free agency. I will say and sort of couch it by saying a lot of the moves that you're seeing the Bears make right now is because as of right now, the Bears have $30 million in cap space still. And next year, they're looking at somewhere between 121 and $128 million in cap space. So a lot of the moves that we're making for right now are really just trying to clear up the credit card bill that Ryan Pace ran up on the team right. trying to build a winner by restructuring deals and kicking him to future years. They're just trying to clean that up and just take some medicine for a year and then come back next year with a bunch of money to spend.
1: Yeah, that's where I was at with it is just like when I play in my reality sports com leagues where you got to manage contracts and move players around. Like sometimes you're moving a player's contract more than the player. Like you might be decent and put up yeah. some numbers, but uh, you can't deal with that number. And if you're going to get a second rounder or some draft capital back, it makes sense. So, um, you know, those are. intriguing. Yeah, and, and, and real quick, me. if I
0: can, if I can interject this really quickly is I think a big part of that golf deal for you guys was the reason why you got those two first rounders is because you were willing to take on that money and that was amenable for the Rams. And now it looks like the lions are about to be the beneficiary of that. Hopefully the bears can be the beneficiary next year.
1: Yep, I uh, agree with that as well. So, uh, interesting. We'll get into a few more of your team's moves. Let's kick it back to the Lions. Uh, Tracy Walker was a guy that I think a lot of people were split on. Some people were like, man, I'd love to see him back. Other people were like, I hasn't made enough plays. Time to move on. And everybody wanted Marcus Williams or some of these more established players. They were able to get him at three years, only $25 million in total. That's around 8 per for a guy that's kind of right in the middle of his career where he should be uh, – you know he knows the defense should be coming along. He's got the long arms, big athletic guy. Just hasn't made enough turnovers or done anything. The safety market was robust, but uh, robust. But it also you got guys like Honey Badger still out there. Marcus Williams wanted to go to a winner. It appears he went to Baltimore. I mean, what did you think when you saw this signing? Did you think, uh, you know, decent number but not the greatest player or good for them bringing him back or, wow, the Lions need to get better and stop keeping people around? What did you think?
0: I mean, I I think, like you just illustrated, I think the money works. um, And if you can maybe keep a couple of pieces in the system, I think that's great. I think at this point now, you know, we've been doing this for a while, me and you, Derek, getting on and talking about, you know, what are the Lions going to do, what are the Bears going to do? I think as we start building this team up, I think you want to try and do two things if possible. One, continue to get younger, continue to try and get ascending players. And then two, at some point, right, I think, especially with Dan Campbell, I think you want to start getting some continuity going. I think you want to have some guys that have been in the system for a little while, so not everyone's just learning on the fly a little bit. And I do think of all the major sports out there in the NFL, continuity can give you kind of a little bit of an advantage to hit the ground running, especially early on in the season. So, you know, I'm on board with it right now. And I think for both teams where we're very, very similar is I think the draft is just, you know what I mean? Both teams got binoculars on this draft right now. So I could see for both teams, you know, offense and defensive pieces coming in through the draft heading uh, coming up in the, the next month.
1: Yeah, and I'll go with your continuity point because what the Lions have been doing, and some people are on board with this, and some aren't. Uh, you know, again, we're split on this. Where this is a this is a culture guy. This is a guy they love. Now, if fans or people you know don't know if he's gonna ever live up to the potential of a top whatever safety, they love this guy. They feel like they can keep getting him better, and um, you know he's a drafted player here. So I think that him being around it's kind of like who do they pair him up with now does tracy need a established ball player back there with him or is he at the point now where he can take a kyle hamilton or a you know you wait till the second round you get brisker from penn state you get a daxton hill from michigan or you get my guy petrie you know in the nfl draft like Can Tracy take a young guy and really make a dynamic duo? Like, we haven't seen that up to this point. So, that's a little bit of a a reach. So, other than that, I mean, the Lions, those are those three big moves, to be honest. They brought back Charles Harris, who had a really good sack total last year. That was an intriguing two-year deal kind of... I want to say it was around that 6-7 million, which people may not know Charles Harris. He's a former first-round pick um, with some upsides, so they seem to love him as well. I'm hoping that he can continue to play well. He's got a big motor and a, a real culture guy as well. And then what the Lions have done is a lot of um, depth signings. You know, they went they kept, like, the Anzalonis of the world and, um, you know, other players on their defense that aren't going to be their studs. You know, they're going to be the guys that are meat and potatoes, middle of the round, You're going to not not do anything to harm you. They didn't cost you too much. And some people are freaking out about that. But to me, there's nothing wrong with that. And then, like, right before we got going, Mike Hughes, a cornerback, former first-round pick as well that I really liked, and Chris Board, a linebacker from Baltimore. Anytime you get a linebacker and special teamer from Baltimore, you know they're going to be a dog, D-A-W-G, so I don't mind those signings either. Any of that jump out to you as far as depth players or just kind of filling out that roster for the Lions
0: you know I like the Mike Hughes signing I really do and in terms of you know the cornerback position I'm still kind of looking at that because I think the Bears need a little help there too as well you got a couple guys out there I believe Kevin King is still on the street right now Xavier Rhodes Um, I think Steven Nelson hasn't been signed either so you know Mm -hmm. I think we're at this point now where I think there are still some quality football players out there that you're going to be able to really sign for a quality price, and I think that's the perfect spot for a place where the Bears and the Lions need to really, like, kind of target. And again, you know, I, I get what we're talking about. I get, like, we, you know, Bears fans are just the same as Lions fans where they're like, what are they, why are they <laughs> signing this guy, and what are they doing, yeah. and what, and all this other stuff. But, like, dude, let's be, like, real here. I mean... Is Jared Goff going to be your quarterback in two years? Like, we don't even know that answer yet. So these two-year deals that these guys are signing right now, I know a lot of Bears fans were mad about, you know, Joby or whatever, whoever else we picked up. But seriously, it's like if we're going to rebuild this thing back up, are those guys on those two-year deals going to really be on our respective teams when we're winning again? I don't know. Kind of a 50-50. I mean, it'll be up to them to prove it on the field, and then they ascend, and then they earn – you know, uh, they get another, they merit another contract. So I'm not trying to get like too wrapped up on some of these guys. Neither of us right now are <laughs> going out and doing a five, six year deal yeah. on anybody. So, I mean, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm prepared for more turnover as the years go on. And I'm hoping that some of these things just create depth. Right. And, and I like, and I do like the fact that you guys are trying to figure out your secondary a little bit. Um, You know, you guys, you guys have been throwing d- darts there for a long time you know, it's been a little star-crossed, obviously, with like you know Slay moving on, and you know you you got Aduka, you know, hoping hoping that like, works out. So I like the signing personally.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it works out. I, I, you know, fan bases normally, if it's not these big name, big ticket items that they've we've all read about or know innately, they don't necessarily like it. I usually look at not only the contract, the age, as well as this guy ascending or is this a guy that's. You know, I hear a lot of my buddies and people talking about these guys. That yeah, you know, like Bobby Wagner's a good player, but to me, he's 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 on the back side, the back nine. You know, you got these other guys out there that are good, but they're going to cost you an arm and a leg, and they're trying to win a championship, so they're going to come here anyway. So you got to use your brain when it comes to free agency about like uh, you know guys like Chark. Hey, intriguing prospect. He's got traits. He got a, a you know decent deal. He's got upside. He d- does what the Lions' other receivers don't do. So. I I'm excited about all that. And Joey, before you move to your Bears and round them out, round this out segment out, there's one guy I want. I don't know if the Lions want him. I don't really even know if he's a defensive scheme fit, but I want Jabril Pappas for the Detroit Lions. I mean, this guy, great player at Michigan, fun to watch, physical freak. They misused him. Now he's starting to play a little bit better. Bring him here and just play him down around the box, blitz him, and put him on offense. Come on. That'd be great. Yeah, no,
0: I think that's a great I think that's a great name signing. I think he's another player too as well that No, but remember like when he came out of college, everyone was really really excited about him and he had a Hell great yeah. college career at Michigan. And you know, he kind of got like lost a little bit in the wash, but that doesn't mean he still can't be a productive NFL player. And and I I think that I think that'd actually be a really solid signing. You know, someone that could be a little bit of a ball hawker back there, maybe, you know, cause some turnovers. And yeah, man, like I guess maybe my final thought on all this is what I'm getting a real kick out of, and Derek you will appreciate this because you know you know the NFL <laughs> intimately is um kind of like what happened was like so I'm on Twitter now, thanks to you, Derek. and oh, um, yes so at Jury Sports go., guy. Yeah, so let's go back to like the Ogan Joby signing with the Bears, right? And I'm gonna be fully honest with you, like Ogun <laughs> Joby, I probably heard his name on a couple of telecasts. I heard his name in the Super Bowl. And I knew that he was just like a piece on their defensive line for the Bengals. That's really all I knew. So that when the Bears signed him, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And everything that was tagged to him had, quote, unquote, he's got heavy hands. And my my, my thing is that when he failed the physical – all these Bears fans come out of the woodwork and they're like, how do you screw this up? How, what are we going to do without Oak and Joby on our team? And it's like, dude, you didn't even know who this guy was like a week and a half ago. Um, exactly. You know what I mean? And, and right now, Bears fans are losing their minds over this um, this offensive lineman on the Buffalo Bills, Ryan Bates, who I guess is meeting with the team today. And, uh, and, and you know, it's just like, okay, cool. Like, I just kind of learned about Ryan Bates last week. But if we don't sign them, are we all gonna lose our minds if we don't get (laughs) Ryan Bates in the building? Like, I don't know. Like, so I appreciate the passion and the fervor, but sometimes these things are. Sometimes these things need to be taken like with a little bit more of a broad, broad lens. A little bit, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. It's the it's the the overreaction overreaction theater about all this but also you got the the you know ultimate scouting whizzes on twitter that know the the fourth depth chart linebacker that's going to blow up that you know never does anything when they actually get on the football field so it it works both ways man uh but it it has been a fun fun free agent period as well as with both our teams i mean we know when free agency comes around it's all about one thing There's no doubt, and like it might be a blessing in disguise. He didn't get Okajima because that was a big deal. And like, you say he's a he's a marginal player in my opinion. But um, let's let's just round out your team with. So I made a couple notes here. Uh, Darrington Evans, you picked up. Who got? cut or waived by the uh, Tennessee Titans. I actually have always liked Darrington Evans coming out of college and always had some hope for him. And he just never got a chance. And when he did, he was either unproductive or hurt, but he's a, he's like an upgrade into like a Tariq Cohen type player. You, you, you let go of Cohen. I also saw that you added Byron Pringle, I believe another great name in the national football league. I mean, we are talking about once, Tang earlier. You Poppy you can't stop. <laughs> there you pop, go. Can't stop. <laughs> He's a a good player, man. He's a sending kind of young receiver. He was on my radar for the Lions. He he ends up going to the rivals over there. You end up cutting Eddie Goldman, which, uh, again, seems like kind of an older player that you um, decided to move on from. You know, he had some decent years early, and then he seems to have kind of fallen off a bit, in my opinion. And then you got the other St. Brown, Equinemius. Now, you know the brothers will be going heads up, but you know. That Amon Ra is the Saint Brown to watch. I mean, you know
0: that, right? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the I'm (laughs) I'm actually really I'm really bummed about that because I write for I cover the Bears for Rotoballer.com, and Derek, I'm telling you right now, if I have to write equanimous (laughs) five (laughs) hundred times this year, I'm going. I I don't think I'm gonna make it through the season, dude. I don't think I'm gonna make it through the season. Yes, I mean these are writers happy. (laughs) I'm happy we didn't give Christian Kirk $20 million a year. That's an even worse. Talk about the moves that you don't make that are smart. <laughs> Not giving Christian Kirk $20 million yes. a year. That was a smooth yes. move. And spelling equanimous is just its going to be taxing, man. I'm going to have to get like in the dojo, and I'm going to have to like really pound that out and get it just <laughs> mega tight. The, the,
1: these are writer sh- champagne problems that we have. I do the same <laughs> thing when I write for USA Today, Lions Wire. I'm like – uh, like sometimes I'm putting a guy in my fantasy article, no lie, just because it's an easier name to get out. I don't have to go copy paste or look it up because there's some doozies out there in the league. And you think you got it bad? I mean, look at our defense for the Lions. Onzarike. we got <laughs> we got Aguaro. Okuda, we got the um, we got the new kid, Iffy. Melifon Wu. I mean, I, shall I go on? We have got about six other names that are just uh, brutal as well to try to get out there. So uh, the name game is crazy. Any other big thoughts on your team? Some of those things I rubble, rambled off. This is your chance as well as your chance to pump up all the great work you're doing across all your different platforms.
0: Yeah, I think you got. Uh, I think you got me beat on <laughs> the on the Lions' defense on there, yes. dude. I, I surrender on that one. You know, look, man, like I'm I'm with you. The more I, I think about and, and the more I get a chance to go out back and watch Byron Pringle, I think that he can be a successful player. I'm just, we kind of do this every year, and I hate to be kind of in the middle about it, but I remember when we signed, Bears signed Damian Bird last year from the Patriots dude who got 600 700 yards from them scored a couple touchdowns had a bunch of speed and we said oh wow we can use him in x y and z in all these different ways we didn't use him at all you know what i mean uh the guy came to camp and he didn't show up he didn't flash at all whether that was the former coaching staff's problem or not we'll never know so i'm hoping that these guys can play some sort of role they just released the numbers on saint brown Uh, Today he is clearly just he's got to make the team in training camp So that's going to be on him to see whether he makes it happen and clearly it just points towards the chicago bears at some point Whether it is a pick 38 or pick 48 that they just acquired from the chargers They're going to be drafting a receiver and I think for bears fans. I think that's a really exciting thing to look exciting thing to look forward to You know, there's a couple of guys out there still, you know and, And for lions fans too as well that look i'm not like crazy about but the bears could go out there and get this guy on a super cheap and he can come in and perhaps do something and try and help, you know, provide a little depth. There's guys like T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, uh, Albert Wilson, you know, Marquez Valdez, Scantling still sitting there out there on the board. Um, and I'm just kind of curious to see where they go and try and get the best deal for hopefully a quality player. And my final thought on is you know, we've done a little bit with the offensive line. You know, we did Lucas Patrick, he's the center. We're looking at obviously at that guy, Ryan Bates with the Bills. But I mean, but Derek, I mean, dude, guys that still haven't signed yet. I mean, Taron Armstead, Nate Solder, um, what is it? Tr- wait, Trent Brown, I think he just got signed. But Eric Fisher, Riley, Re- I mean, there's still some guys, Zach Banner, there's still some guys out there that the Bears could sign on the super cheap that I think can be quality players, if not just swing swing offensive linemen. So I know it's, it's not set in stone, man, and that's what makes the NFL really exciting. And so far, so far so good with the Bears. You know, are we going to be – Contenders? No, I don't think so. Uh, Are we going to be competitive? I hope so.
1: There you go. And uh, you threw out more good names there. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Let's go spell that 10 times. Uh, as well as, yes, your Bears do need some offensive line help. If you want to look how to build a nasty, young, big, athletic, quality offensive line, you can look to your friends here in the D because we got one of the best lines, I think, in the league coming up here. And Joey. Best in oh, the division. Best in the division. At least we could say uh, that, right? Oh, there's no doubt. And and just watch them all people. People, and you may change that to a uh, top 10, maybe top five here in the next couple of years. Cause you got some bullies up front that are going to do some things, which I'm excited about. So Joey, let's, let's get your plugs after the, when we come back from the break, let's talk about the NFC North. And then I got to unleash this surprise, this exciting nugget for the people at the end of the show. So everybody, while we head to break spell, Oh, <laughs>
0: Y-I-M-O-I Why am I spelling this? I can't spell that.
1: Drink it in, Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A
0: Netflix live event happening May 5th
1: now
0: you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy
1: We're doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's
0: not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall
1: Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody, we're back from the break. I gave you the Jeopardy music. Joey tried his best at spelling Amani oh, Wari A. Eh? And everybody knows what it is here on the Kool-Aid cast. It's very easy to spell. A-O. Oh, baby. Exactly. Um, you guys will see me put that out on Twitter, hit an O baby, with a tweet. Again, you got to go check out at Guy. Give him a follow. Again, I know that you're dominating over at the B-L-E-A-V, Believe Podcasting Network, as you mentioned. You're writing and hopefully not writing ridiculous names over at Roto Baller at different points during the year. Joey, what else you got going on, man? You are just the, uh, the, the best in the business. I tell you that every time you come on and, and uh, you just do big things out there. So tell people where they can find you or what they need to be watching and listening to these days.
0: Yeah, thanks, Derek. I think the easy and best way, and probably I would appreciate the most, is probably giving me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at Joey sports Guy. It's the best way to check in on all my content. And, yeah, you know, it is the offseason a little bit. Baseball is going to ramp up, but I do try and cover some general sports as well, Chicago sports too as well. Uh, recent guests, I uh, had Adam Rank on from NFL Network very recently. Last week I had former Blackhawk Christopher Stieg jump on the pod, which was super fun, and uh, one of the co-stars, of Amazon Prime's. Uh, upload which is actually a really great show season two just came out Kevin bigley hopped on the show too as well and I have um, college sports maven talking transfer portal stuff with uh, Melvin Buchanan in the next couple of days and Brian Anthony Davis from behind the steel curtain talking Steelers and Trubisky moving forward um, <laughs> but yeah no you know what but you know what honestly a follow a follow on Instagram or Twitter would be the best way to show either your appreciation or support and I promise not to let you down with phone content.
1: There you go everybody definitely go do that um it is uh, interesting stuff going on out there across the board. And speaking of interesting stuff, I mean, you want to talk about these last couple weeks. I, I did want to keep this show Lions-centric, um, as well as I gave you some time to talk about your Bears, which I know you love to do. And when usually when you come on, we like to round out the NFC North and kind of beat up on some of the other teams and the moves they're making. So let's do that. I don't know. Now. <laughs> Devontae mm-hmm. Adams traded from the Green Bay Packers um, to... The Las Vegas Raiders, Joey, what'd you think?
0: Oh, so delicious, Derek. Um, just <laughs> it <was> so, wonderful. <laughs> so unbelievably delicious. Um, I'm at a bit of a loss of words, but man, first of all, you know, we steal their, obviously their offensive coordinator goes to Denver Nathaniel Hackett and he gets himself a Russell Wilson We then, the Bears, steal the quarterback's coach, Luke Getzey, and make him our offensive coordinator. And then we kind of start slowly poaching people like their center, Lucas Patrick, who finished the season as their center when their offensive line actually got figured out. We steal him. Uh, You know, is Marquez Valdez Scantling coming back? Who knows? Basically right now, their wide receiver core right now, Derek, is Robert Tunyon, Alan Lazard, and Amari Rodgers, the second-year Amari Rodgers. Now, obviously, they'll dip into it in the draft. We'll see what happens. But – I mean, man, this is just, this is karma at its finest. Um, they are going to pay a 40-year-old man $50 million a year <laughs> to win 10 games and then poop his pants in the playoffs. Um, I don't even care. Sure, man, beat up on us for a little while. Like, we're we're rebuilding. We're going to be $120 million in the cap. Congratulations for beating the Bears again next year, Aaron Rodgers. Wow, put that on your Hall of Fame plaque it's your legacy, my friend. Go for it because <laughs> you're not going anywhere else, man, and I don't even see how they maybe you know, negotiate a trade at any point. Um, where do you see this going with the Packers, man? Because I just see, honestly, a dead end with him signed to this money and, honestly, you know, not a lot of receivers out there to, to pick up other than what? They're going to do an
1: Odell, a hurt Odell. What do you see them doing? It doesn't matter what they're doing, but you did mention the smug – number 12 and if there's nothing more smug than dinkering around getting your 50 million and then not making room for anybody else i mean might as well just play the drop when you do something like that you pompous stuck up snot nose giant twerp scumbag <laughs> and you know what i think this might be for the green bay packers it might be simply this hit it pac-man it was a bad decision period point blank it was a the, one of the dumbest decisions i ever made <laughs> What's a dumber decision, Pac-Man, Given the 40-year-old that can't win in the playoffs 50-plus million or then trading his his top receiver to uh, another team and leaving him somewhat high and dry? They're not going to be able to plug in rookies and do what the smug number 12 wants to do. No – top-end free agents want to necessarily come to Green Bay. I know that Smug thinks anybody will play with them, but I thought this was a big mistake. Now, again, I am a draft guy, so when you're getting uh, first and second, I do like that coming back. You're going to have to turn that into assets, but I just don't see it helping them right away. I see it helping my team, your team, the division in general, and there's nothing more I would like than a 41, 40-year-old, Two-year-old smug 12 out there trying to flip it sidearm and dance around and then just getting creamed by the young, hungry Detroit Lions. I mean, I I can drink that in, everybody. Drink it in, man. So I love that, Joey. There's no question. What, What about this guy? We talked about this guy multiple times on the show. The Vikings, again, paying Kirk Cousins buckets of moolah. They're just handing him guaranteed money for two more years at, who knows these days, 40-some per for Kirk Cousins. I mean, what's your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, get the participation trophy (laughs) ready, right? I mean, the Vikings, they, they 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 don't move the needle for anybody. Uh, you know, they're going to be in that area where they'll win six to, I guess maybe 10 games will be their ceiling. Um, I don't trust him. I don't, I'm not scared to play him. I'm excited that he's still in our division, you know, even with our defense that we're trying to totally remake, you know, I still think we got a great matchup when we're going to play the Vikings. And I would just say, if you're a Vikings fan, you know, try and wrap your head as best you can around this year, because in my personal opinion, You know, you got to start asking yourself, what's the clock? What's the window on Dalvin Cook's prime? And conversely, this is probably the last season Justin Jefferson will play in a Minnesota Vikings uniform before he'll request a trade. Um, (laughs) So, you know what I mean? And I, I just think those are facts. And, you know, we'll see, you know, new coaching staff comes in. I mean, obviously you can get a little bump there whenever that happens. But, I mean, you know. I don't know, man. I shrug my shoulders. What say you on the Vikings? I mean, they don't scare me. They didn't move the needle. They didn't get much better.
1: Same thing, man. We talked about it. Like, two years ago, you heard me on this show talking to you, I think, saying... The Vikings be aggressive and go get a top end quarterback. Oh, they got Kirk Cousins. Like, I mean, that was the time to do it. Now they're multiple years past. He's milk toast. The new you know coordinator that comes thinks it's going to be this beautiful marriage. I mean, we know what this guy is. He comes out, he puts out a few numbers. He doesn't win any big games. He just sort of turns the football over when you don't need him to. He's got those big time weapons at running back, wide receiver, and it's just ho hum all the time. So this is just the way of the league. Like they would rather just roll with this, I guess, than be aggressive and go do something bold, but it's not going to get you bold or top end results. I'll tell you that it's just going to be, you know, middle of the road. He's, he's decent average above average quarterback, but I mean, I'd be paying somebody else 40 million. There's no question at this point in the game. So you you mentioned some of the new coaches and stuff i i do feel like it will be a little shake up in the division with that you know new coaches in minnesota new gm as well same for your chicago bears the lions are sort of retooling their roster people really don't know what they're going to have come the season and you know the the packers are on a redo too based on what we just talked about and how they're going to try to make one big run at it. So, I mean, do you think the coaches and GMs are going to make an instant impact or is this something that'll be like, you know, over the next few years, it'll feel a little bit different maybe than it has with Zimmer and, and your boys over there in Chicago doing their thing?
0: I will couch it by saying, you know, I, I'm just kind of curious to see what happens exactly with the Packers because my whole thing is that now they've been kind of – Their infrastructure outside of the LaFleur and the Aaron Rodgers and some of the main players that we know, and obviously Devontae Adams is gone, a lot of their infrastructure has been gutted, right? I mean, when you lose your offensive coordinator, you're going to lose your wide receivers coach. When you lose your quarterbacks coach, you're going to lose a couple of guys too, as well as he's poached it along the way too. So they're actually really retooling that coaching staff behind the scenes. And I don't really see a scenario where they can just necessarily hit the ground running. I mean, for me personally – I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, I think we, would, we wouldn't we would disagree that it is the Packers' division to lose. My question for you, to, just to throw it back at you, is, I mean, I think how much closer have all the other teams come, Have how much closer have the other teams gotten to the Packers? Right? Like, I still think it's the Packers to lose, but even with a lot of this reshuffling and retooling, I think a lot of the teams, the Vikings, the Bears and Lions, I think they got closer to the Packers in this offseason. Am I wrong?
1: yeah i mean this is one we keep going back to and of course i keep serving up that Kool-Aid and cornbread where i'm like here come the lions you know the the you know smug packers are going to fall off the cliff but as you've said multiple times on the show like they continue to sort of put up 10 12 wins win the division and then take an early exit so I I agree with you that I think one of the best things that the the smug quarterback over there did for all of us is take all that money and they didn't get a bunch of trade chips for him. Yes, they did get that those nice couple picks for for Adams, but they're definitely not on this retool war chest um, type mentality. They're on this. Hey, we're going to put all in and if it doesn't work, then hopefully we can see the Green Bay Packers on a multi year decade rebuild, which I and you would love. So I hope that happens the the GM over in Minnesota intrigues me because people just keep talking about how he's this genius and everyone's so high on him and no one had ever heard of him before he uh, got hired one of those type of deals so we'll see what he does over there it's, and same with your group like people don't really know your your head coach is kind of respected but not a wow factor and then you've got a new, new young GM as well so I'm curious to see what those guys do moving forward but I do think it's more wide open and it's also um, you know, tilting, you know, like we've continued to hope for. It's like tilting our way as well as there needs to be a changing of the guard and a and a new 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 teams in town. And I'm hoping it's my lions and then I could see your your bears sneaking up on people here too before we know it.
0: Yeah, Derek, I agree with you and I hope that you're right that, you know, in the coming years, obviously with Green Bay and old man Rogers making like a billion dollars every single year, it does start to tilt in that direction. And I think for the Bears and Lions right now You know, they're doing the right thing, and hopefully timing works in their favor where, you know, you got to draft well, obviously, but I think we're doing the right things in terms of retooling the roster. We obviously have two defensive-minded, no-nonsense coaches. We'll see how long that works out for. And for the Bears side, you know, obviously it's really going to come down to the development and hopeful maturation of Justin Fields in the next couple of years. And for the Detroit Lions side. You know, figure out this year, is Jared Goff the quarterback of the future or are you going to have to go out there and find that quarterback of the future, get him on a rookie deal with this retooled roster, and then you hit the ground running.
1: It's going to be so interesting to see. I mean, Zadarius Smith just went to Minnesota kind of a little bit before we got recording. You know, as we're going, players are still moving left and right and center. So it's a crazy free agency. The NFC North is always changing and hopefully for the better for our teams. Joey, we've reached towards the end of the show. I teased it out in the beginning. I mean, I'm curious, are you interested to maybe hear this big announcement that I have here that's NFL draft related? I'm all ears. Bring out the hot sauce. Let's do it. So, Joey, here's the thing. I've been on this show multiple times, kind of going, uh, you know, you've beat up Jared Goff on this show. I've kind of said, ah, it might be good. Just keep around two, maybe three more years, build the team, load up these picks, you know, uh, take take a – Take a a defensive end, get me a wide receiver, get me a linebacker, get me a safety, you know, fill all these holes while 16's back there. You're not a big fan of 16. I continue to say, he can't throw. But, Joey, I saw a guy today that can throw. Right before we got recording, I think I'm in love, Joey. I think I am. And that's with Malik Willis. Now, I have always sort of liked this guy. People were saying, oh, there's no way he can go two. Maybe you get him at 32. Maybe you take him at 34. I'm here to tell you, I know it's a pro day. I know that he's running around shorts. But here's my take. It's not that I was blown away today necessarily by his arm, which was extraordinary exemplary. It's not that he has some of the biggest calves and lower half that I've seen from a quarterback. He's a physical specimen in that way. It's his personality. It's his leadership. It's his moxie. It's his ability to love his teammates. It's his ability to Play out there and not look like a robot and not go around the field like he's just some, uh, you know, overthinking this. He's a ball player. He showed that today. His players love him. And I thought Detroit may need to consider this kid at two and I would be a proponent of it now based solely the guy's got an arm. He can run. He can do everything you want on the football field. But he has something that we haven't had here in this city in a long time, and that's a quarterback that's athletic that has personality, that has charisma, that can galvanize men to win football games. And I think that's the number one asset you need in a quarterback. So everybody, I'm saying it now. I'm in love with Malik Willis. If they take him at two, I'm totally fine with it. And I think he could be special in the National Football League. There you go.
0: Well, if that's your plan, you in theory can maybe even trade back a couple of spots. You know, and pick up more draft capital if you think that's your move there. And let me follow it up like this. First of all, for any Lions fans that are listening to this being like, No, you have to wait till thirty (laughs) two, there is a zero percent chance Malik Willis will be on the board at thirty-two. Uh, this happens every year. The quarterbacks end up flying up the boards. At this point now, I could see Midleigh Willis and Kenny Pickett probably getting into the top ten because that's just what we do. That's what NFL teams do. You know, they always bring the quarterbacks up, and that's what's going to happen. And I think there's going to be a huge arms race. You know, with the Steelers and a lot of other teams in that twelve to twenty area. If one of those guys even gets to that to that spot in the draft, uh, I, I just want to ask you real quick, just to be very clear. And for Lions fans, are you saying this because? you uh, because you believe more in Malik Willis's potential than say the ability of Aiden Hutchinson and Kyle Hamilton it's not like that you dislike those guys it's just that you are really falling in love with Malik Willis am i hearing that right
1: yes the the, the person the the intangibles that he brings. And and this is the thing I've always said discreetly, even though I'm kind of going along with my buddy at Chops and the D who comes on the show and bloviates about Jared Goff is great, he's gonna do this, that, and the other. The thing that I've always said is that if you love a quarterback you take a quarterback with that premier pick. No one's going to tell you if he ends up being good that he was overselected. You can't assume he's going to be around. So my take today after seeing this kid with his teammates and, and knowing that he's a man of faith and knowing he can run, knowing he has a rocket arm, and knowing that this moment wasn't too big for him, if the Detroit Lions feel the same way, you just sit there at two, you take your guy, and we can fill in the safety or we can there's plenty of edge rushers in this draft so i'm at the point where i'm not going to play around if i love him the lions love him he's the next guy they see fit you go ahead and you bring him in and then you figure out the rest kind of as you go you don't try to fill in everything and then hope oh then a great quarterback's going to fall in our lap then we're going to trade all of our draft capital to get a quarterback i feel like this kid's got a little something special and I just feel like it's getting to the point where if they take Hudge, if they take uh, Hamilton, I'm not going to cry a river. But if they love uh, Malik Willis like I'm starting to – You just have to swallow it and take him at two and be very happy that you have a quarterback now in the chamber that can make plays all over the football field with his arm, his legs, and do the biggest thing. Like I mentioned, the biggest thing is getting wins and getting people to rally around you at an ultimate high level. And you can say, oh, Jared Goff's doing an okay job. People seem to like him. He doesn't have what Malik Willis has. I'm here to tell you. So... There's my rant. There's well, my strong take, yeah. and I think that uh, lots of Lions fans agree with me. And there's going to be some people that absolutely hate that opinion as well.
0: Well, I hope you're right. My only piece of advice, and you know, there's a lot of stuff about you know Malik Willis in terms of we, we've talked a lot about his physical tangibles and his athletic ability and his potential. There's a lot of stuff out there about how. He is untapped in the sense of there's certain things about the game of football that hasn't even been introduced to him yet. So there's going to be a learning curve. My advice to you and Lions fans, <laughs> and this is this is I'm just trying to help you guys out here, is if you do this, if you take Malik Willis second overall, I would. I would either tell Jared Goff he's sitting on the bench, or we're gonna move you, or we're gonna figure something out because. Look, man, like, I, I, I'm i not on this whole, like, he needs to sit and learn stuff anymore. I think he needs to have every single OTA snap that he possibly can. He needs to have every single snap in training camp. And, look, let's be real. If Malik Willis is your starter week one next year, I, I like the player, too, as well. But let's just be real with rookie quarterbacks. You guys are going to be terrible next year. But you know what? In the <laughs> long run, dude, in the long run, it is so worth it. It is not worth the extra three, four, five wins that you would maybe get from Jared Goff next year just because you want Malik Willis to learn and you want to be competitive and all this other stuff. I would just give him every single snap, have him become a Monra, St. Brown's best friend, get him hooked up with Hawkinson. (laughs) Get those reps in now, right? Have him make those mistakes you know, you got, it'll be a really bumpy rookie year, but you'll have that under your belt, and then that second year you can hit the ground running. I would not wait. I would not have him get mentored by golf. I wouldn't do any of that stuff. I would play him right away, and that's my opinion.
1: All right, that's strong by you. I would actually go the other way. I would bring him in based on the draft uh, you know, value as well as what they think this kid can do. I would um, let him be number two. I'd let him work, and I'd let him – I went over all his teammates. I let Jared Goff do his thing, and at the right time, you make the old switcheroo. You put them in next year. You move forward with uh, with Mr. Willis as your quarterback, the new leader of the Detroit Lions. Uh, moving forward, so I think uh, we will see what happens. It's a it's a shot in the dark, but it's also, I think, well worth it based on what he showed me. Not only today, it is pro day, but all the things you look at and not assuming that it's going to just be uh, perfect some other time. So we'll, we'll see what they do. It'll be very curious, but that uh, I thought will intrigue the people um, here to end the show. So, Joey, uh, you came. We talked some ball. You brought it. Um, you're out there doing big things on the Bleed Podcasting Network as well as um, – all the other platforms that you do and you get great guests. I like just having guys like you on my friends talking ball laughing, but you have some tremendous guests, man, on all different types of genres and mediums. So, um, absolutely love what you're doing uh, across the board.
0: Oh, Derek, thank you so much, man. Always great to join you monthly. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, dude. Follow me at Joey sports guy for all those listeners out there and we will see you next month.
1: Yes, sir. And if it all goes well, you'll be on like the week before the draft, I believe. And we'll really have some things to talk about. So get your draft board ready, get your um, wish list because uh, that's going to be big time for both our football teams. So, everybody, drink that Detroit Kool Aid, double sided cornbread, and I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out.
0: Drink it in, man.